Will you be lost forever in the Bermuda Triangle? Your friend Jill has vanished near the Bermuda Triangle. Following the path Jill took in her sailboat, you set out in a private plane to search for her. As you approach the area where she disappeared, you notice a strange yellow haze in the sky, and your plane's instrument panel starts to go crazy. You're being pulled into the haze, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. If you try to regain control of the plane, turn to page 80. If you decide to bail out instead, turn to page 12. Beware, the Bermuda Triangle is mysterious and deadly. You could wind up trapped forever on an alien prison planet, or captured by modern-day pirates. Or you might find Jill and discover a fantastic fortune and buried treasure. What happens next in the story? It all depends on the choices you make. How does the story end? Only you can find out. And the best part is that you can keep reading and rereading until you've had not one, but many incredibly daring experiences. You're the star of the story. Choose from 29 possible endings. Choose your own adventure, book 60, Vanished, by Deborah Lermae Goodman, illustrated by Frank Bull. Welcome to Incredibly Daring, a podcast where we read vintage choose-your-own-adventure books to each other and make generally poor decisions. I'm Connie. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jason. Look at the 80s cover. Giant squids. <laughs> this, and this might be the best cover we've ever had. 80s. 80s hair. 80s hair, 80s Cessna. Yeah, well, plane. it's like an 80s aesthetic all over that. Squid hentai stuff yep. going on there. Oh, and there's a map, our favorite thing. A uh, small bit of trivia, uh, 60 books in. This is the very first book that uh, has an exclamation mark in the title. It feels like they should all have exclamation oh. mm-hmm. marks in the title. It is <laughs> It is the first book that's title is a single word and has an exclamation point in the huh. title. It, there are other single word titled books, but this is the first one like that. Will not be the last. Oh. It's going to become a theme before too long. Cool. Okay, Warning. Do not read this book straight through from beginning to end. Well, there goes my plan. (laughs) (laughs) These pages contain many different adventures you may have while you search for missing persons near the Bermuda Triangle. Thought we were only looking for Jill. Apparently not. From time to time, as you read along, you will be asked to make decisions and choices. Your choices may lead to success or disaster. The adventures you have will be the result of your own choices. After you make a choice... Follow the instructions to see what happens to you next. Beware, the Bermuda Triangle is a dangerous region where hundreds of people have mysteriously vanished. Good luck. Statistically speaking, no more people vanish in the Bermuda Triangle than any other tract of water that you draw a triangle around. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's just we've made the, we've just pointed to that particular area and focused on it. But technically speaking, the Bermuda Triangle could exist anywhere in the ocean. And that many people would disappear in it. Mm-hmm. And quite possibly does exist anywhere in the ocean because maybe it moves around. Yeah, because we, we don't know anything about we the ocean. Anything about it. <laughs> I feel like you're missing the whole point. I, I know. I <laughs> <laughs> the point is it doesn't exist. It's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, this one starts in media res. Cool. What's keeping Tony? Asked Andrea impatiently. I don't know who any of these people are. That's why it's in media res. 
You finger your brand new pilot's license as you anxiously scan the Miami airfield. Real bad. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, or real good. Mm-hmm. As soon as Tony shows up, you're going to take your friends for a ride in your parents' small plane. But when Tony finally arrives, his face is pale with shock. Something happened to Jill, he exclaims. What? You gasp. She was sailing with her family to Othura Island for Christmas, but they never got there, he explains breathlessly. No one has heard from them since they stopped at Bimini on Thursday. The Coast Guard just announced a search. It's the Bermuda Triangle, cries Andrea. This time it's gotten Jill. This time it's gone too far. We've got to stop it. (laughs) This time it's personal. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about, you ask? There's a triangular area over the ocean between Miami, Puerto Rico, and Bermuda where more than 100 boats and planes have vanished without a trace, she says. Just like this triangular area beneath my bikini line. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Oh, Andrea, scoffs Tony. Accidents happen all the time. We're going to change his name to Jeremy. That's a very (laughs) heavily traveled area you're talking about. Andrea shakes her head stubbornly. These aren't just accidents. Boats don't normally sink in calm water within sight of land. Yes, they do! (laughs) (laughs) And when planes go down, you can usually find wreckage floating nearby. I'm talking about boats and planes that have vanished into thin air. What's more... Most of these disappearances take place at this time of year, between Christmas and early January. A chill runs up your spine, but you dismiss it and say, Look, you guys, let's argue about the Bermuda Triangle later. We should join the search for Jill. Great idea, says Tony. We can use my grandfather's boat. We could cover more ground if we fly, you remind him. You are eager to get behind the controls of your plane. You can trace her route more exactly by boat, he insists. If you say, you can go by boat, you mansplaining asshole, but Andrea and I are going by plane, turn to page six. If you tell them, okay, let's go to the marina, turn to page 36. So wait, is the option actually to ditch him and take the plane? Or it's, it's, it's yeah. you guys breaking okay. up. You and, okay. it's you and Andrea going by plane and saying, okay. fuck you, Tony. Or <laughs> Which honestly, splitting up makes more sense too, covering more ground anyway, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I, I like option one anyway well, because yeah. Connie added the mansplaining part. <laughs> <laughs> so if they hadn't put in the, post, or the, the the fact that we will be ditching Tony, then it's your basic choice at that point is do we want to do we want to disappear and leave no wreckage or do we want to sink within sight of land? Right. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but now that we get to ditch Tony, I kind of want to ditch Tony because mm-hmm. I yeah. Because we get Andrea all Because we get Andrea, who seems equally as nuts. But... Although we're going to be flying the plane. But... Oh, yeah. Okay. So we're going to go by pilot. We're going to we'll just... hop on our plane. We'll just have her inflate the autopilot. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll have Andrea to herself. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's our word again. Damn it. Okay. Yolthera. Yolthera. It's a well, weird ass. Bimini word. is a hard word too. I think it's Bimini. It's Bimini. I think it's Bimini. I'm not. A, I'm not gonna. I. I, I think I mean, I've I, heard I, it. I've heard it. But El Eleuthera. Is it Eleuthera? I don't know. I'll, yeah. just, I'll try. <laughs> All right. You and Andrea say goodbye to Tony. Well, I keep saying Andrea or Andrea too. You and Andrea say goodbye to Tony, then walk over to your parents' plane. We'll duplicate Jill's path. You tell Andrea as you climb into the cockpit. Well, Oh, okay, yeah, I guess that works. We'll fly over Bimini. Let's go with that. Then straight toward Althura. 
Okay, she agrees. Your takeoff is perfect. For an instant, your exhilaration overshadows your concern for Jill. We have great visibility this afternoon, says Andrea shortly after you pass Bamini. The air is so clear. Except for that yellowish haze over there, you point to the south. A number of pilots have reported an unexplainable mist like that just before they've disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle, says Andrea. Then we should investigate it, you reply. Yeah. Yep. But Jill probably wouldn't have been sailing over there, Andrea reminds you. Besides, do you really want to fly right into a haze that has a history of devouring planes? Yes. You have a death wish, so sure. <laughs> you are nervous about flying into the yellow fog, but you can't help wondering if it has something to do with Jill's disappearance. If you insist on investigating the haze, turn to page 8. If you agree to continue flying directly toward Euthura, turn to page 85. I mean, I kind of want to investigate the haze because I think that's going to get this going quicker. Yeah, I I don't think it is going to do anything for our search for Jill because Mm -hmm. this that's not the path that she went on. But really funny, though, is if the very first. Well, no, I guess this would be the second choice. The second choice that we take, if we chose to go to Eleuthera or whatever the hell that place is called, that that we immediately find her and everything's okay and that's the end. (laughs) That's the successful route. Everything else is a huge fucking distraction. Mm -hmm. That's funny. I still want to go to the haze. I want want to go to the haze. If I don't have to stay on that island anymore, I'll be happy. You radio your intention to explore the yellow mist, then head south towards Andros Island. As you approach the fog, Andrea says... The wings of the plane look very weird, kind of bluish green. That's strange, you reply uneasily. My plane's black. (laughs) (laughs) The wings of your plane are white. Oh. Maybe it's a reflection from the water. I think they're beginning to glow. A note of panic creeps into Andrea's voice. Yes. I'm sure it's an illusion, you assure her, but goosebumps are creeping up your arms. Gradually, you realize that the entire plane is radiating light. What's more, your magnetic compass is revolving round and round. You watch with horror as the fuel gauge shoots back and forth between full and empty. Your instruments are going crazy. When I said that on the back of the book, your instruments go crazy, my my initial thought was like, Roger Rabbit, like cartoon planes. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. We totally picked the right choice. Oh, yeah, of course we did. I'm calling for help, you tell Andrea, but you discover that the radio is dead. Turn around, let's go home, she pleads, shielding her eyes from the intense glare. But you can't steer the plane. It is drawn into the menacing yellow haze, and there's nothing you can do about it. I can't control the plane, you shriek. Oh, Lord, you're shrieking. (laughs) Hold on, let me turn off the autopilot. I'm bailing out, Andrea announces. She straps on a parachute. (laughs) You're probably flying, like, this close to the ocean, too. Where's the life raft? Over there, you answer weakly. She hands you a parachute. Come on, let's get out of here. You're scared to death to stay in the plane, but you're uneasy about abandoning it in midair. You pause to think. If you say, wait for me, I'm coming, turn to page 12. If you tell her, go ahead, I'm going to see if I can control the plane, turn to page 80. Have we not already made the attempt to control the plane? I mean, yeah, that's what you've been doing this whole time. Apparently not. It's said that we... Trying to control the plane. Exactly. Control of the plane that we couldn't control the plane. So you're jumping out of the plane and you're crashing in the plane. Those are your options. Right. I'm, well, it's like I'm going down with the ship. Oh, yeah, I was going the separate, other. Separate really? from yeah. Andrea. You want to go with Andrea? Yeah. Here's the thing. She's annoying me. It's got that kind of vibe of like most people would rather be polite 
like in in a situation of stress, like if there's a if there is somebody that is giving you a bad feeling, you would rather be polite and be like, "Get the fuck away from me," and then you wind up getting killed because of that. Mm-hmm. That's what this feels like. It's like I don't really I don't want to wreck my plane. I'm mad. My dad would be mad at me if I wreck my plane. I gotta save save yourself, asshole. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how I feel about this. Situation. I see what you're saying, but I feel like if we stay with the plane, we're gonna go see aliens. Mm. Yeah, I. I mean, I logically, like, it doesn't make any sense. But I know. I feel like you're, bailing. Your game in the book is what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what's going on. But I do that all the time too when I'm trying to find an ending. In those yeah. books, but so. if I'm, uh, if if we jump out of the plane right now, we're probably going to end up in the ocean in a life raft. That's that's how I feel. But we might have to eat Andrea, <laughs> and then we might have to use her for food. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you were going there. <laughs> so we're. Um, I think we're sticking with the plane. Stay with the plane. Okay. Okay. Good luck, he called Andrea as she plummets from the plane. (laughs) You have a dreadful (laughs) feeling. (laughs) Yeah. You have a (laughs) dreadful feeling you'll need more luck than she will. (laughs) The controls are still spinning and flashing erratically. There is nothing from the radio, not even the crackle of static. When you look out the windows, you see something new. The wings look fuzzy, as if they're dissolving. What should I do? You scream. To, to no one. No one? To the void. Yep. Help me, says the plane. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder if you could break free of this nameless force by suddenly accelerating the plane. Or mm-hmm. what would happen if you cut off all power to the engine? As you turn your eyes away from the blinding light, it occurs to you that anything you do might make matters worse. <laughs> If you close the throttle, cut off the fuel supply, and turn off the ignition, turn to page 20. If you accelerate the plane, turn to 25. If you sit back and just hope for the best, turn to page 109. I mean, 109 is the obvious choice, but I kind of want to throttle the plane. and we got to get it up to 88 miles an hour. Okay. Yeah, it's like uh, you got to cross your fingers and believe. Believe. Let's get it up to 88 miles an hour. So we're accelerating this plane. See what happens. I think Perfect. So. Okay. You hold your breath as the plane lurches forward with a sudden burst of speed. The light is so brilliant that you're tempted to cover your face, but you don't dare release the control stick. You tremble uncontrollably. You are blinded for the rest of your life. (laughs) When you finally open your eyes, you find that the glow has faded. The yellow haze has disappeared. All your instruments are functioning. You slow the plane, check your location, then head for Miami. Haha, fuck you, Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like we're looking for two people now. Bye. <laughs> as soon as you see Mamini, you realize something is wrong. The entire island is covered with a glittering glass dome. You become even more alarmed when you see Miami. The beaches are gone. A massive metal building rises straight out of the ocean. There's not a pool or a palm tree in sight. But I know this is Miami, you exclaim with frustration. Then it hits you. It is Miami, but Miami of the future. <gasps> Time travel. Damn dirty. Dun, dun, dun. Maybe also apes. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Let's find out. You land your plane on the roof of the building. So no, that was an option. And so Bamini has a dome. Miami doesn't. Okay. A really, really big. I was gonna say it's a roof. very long building. It's yeah. an extremely long building. <laughs> long enough to act as a landing strip for an airplane, apparently. As you climb out of the cockpit, a small crowd of robots. Robots? Robots. <laughs> I'll try to say robots. As you climb out of the cockpit, a small crowd of robots and a few human beings rush towards you. 
Mustering all your courage, you extend your hand to one of the women. She shakes your hand and tells you her name is NK525. You're from the 20th century, aren't you? She asks, <laughs> eyeing your plane. Yeah. You nod, dumbfounded, and she continues. Don't be alarmed. You must have flown through the another dimension into our time. What is your time, you ask fearfully. <laughs> 2601, answers one of the robots in monotone. NK525 helps you adjust to life in 2601. <laughs> she teaches you to inject nutrients into your body daily, <laughs> since eating food is now considered disgusting and even unhealthy. She shows you how to manage your personal robot, a temperamental machine that has trouble understanding your old-fashioned speech. <laughs> she teaches you the way of the three seashells. <laughs> you will learn that hardly any human beings live on Earth anymore. Just some robot supervisors and a few scientists like NK-525 who are studying the history of the planet. NK-525 gets you a job as a historian. You spend all day remembering your life in the 1980s while a computer records your thoughts. It's like Futurama. You find life in 2601 very dreary. When you complain to NK-525, she says, Maybe you would be happier on another planet or on a satellite colony. I can send you to my brother on Mars. He's one of the first pioneers there and leads a pretty exciting life. Or you could live with my sister on her satellite. She does a lot of traveling between solar systems, and I bet she would take you with her sometimes. I'm pretty sure it's not a satellite. It's a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> you shake your head. I'd really like to return to my own time. Could I travel through another dimension back to the 20th century? Our knowledge of other dimensions is still very limited, MK525 admits. None of our time explorers has ever returned. I'll try my best to help you, but I can't guarantee what will happen. I think you'd be much better off staying with my brother or sister. If you're intent on returning to your own time, turn to page 32. If you'd like to be a pioneer on Mars, turn to page 114. If you decide to visit NK525's sister on a satellite, turn to page 86. It took till 2601 for us to start trying to colonize yeah, Mars. Yeah, that seems... Yeah, well, Come Miami on. also isn't under the sea either, so. Yeah, I mean, that's 80s foreshadowing. Yeah, um, yeah I kind of, like, the Mars thing sounds like the most fun. The possibility of a love interest with the sister also sounds fun, though. <laughs> she goes to bunches of planets. Just, just to put it out there, the likelihood of the love interest with the sister is zero percent no they've had like love interest i'm not talking like like get it on. yeah i know i'm not talking about, but like in the book there have been like you know love interests have happened aliens and babies and you know they just don't go into no i'm shaking your head and then the other option is to try to go back to our own time uh -huh. which okay. is boring but, as yeah you wanted to go yeah. to space yeah so, brother on Mars or sister that apparently hops from planet to planet. Right. That's the thing. It's I You're saying she's not reliable because she hops from planet to planet. Is that No, is that that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is she's probably more fun because she hops from planet to planet. <laughs> no, my, you were saying that Mars sounds like the most fun, which I disagree with. Oh. Okay. Because you're just stuck in that one place. That's true. That's true. She's traveling the stars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so sister? Sister. So. Okay. I'd like to visit a satellite colony, you tell NK-525. Good, she replies. We'll go to my sister's tomorrow. It takes just a few hours to fly to the satellite where EE-721, 
in case 525 sister lives. This is going to be obnoxious. I have to read it. (laughs) It's the satellite of love. Mm -hmm. Before you enter the huge metallic structure that houses hundreds of people, you gaze back at Earth. You wonder if you'll ever set foot on your native planet again. EE721 hugs her sister and welcomes you into her spacious apartment. It contains no furniture, only a luxurious rug and dozens of silky pillows. One wall is covered with computer screens, keyboards, and hundreds of switches, buttons, and dials. A row of 11 towering androids stands against another wall, awaiting orders from EE721. You're not sure why, but you find these massive robots very unnerving. The two sisters chat for hours while you grow bored and sleepy. (laughs) Finally, EE721 says, let's go for a jog around the satellite corridor. NK525 eagerly agrees, but you're too tired. I'll wait here, you reply. Fine, says EE721. Just don't touch any of the robot controls on the wall. We'll be back in an hour or so. Well, guess what the first thing you're going to do is mm-hmm. fiddle with the robots. Well, ah. thinking uh, if, if they find actual mastication disgusting, so much so that they're giving themselves nutrient shots, they probably have fully moved past actual sex and intercourse yeah. and things like that as well. Yeah, they're doing it's the like they're demolition man. Demolition yeah. man, yeah. Full, on, fucking, yeah. full on demolition uh-huh. man, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's true. Probably creating babies in labs. Yeah. Which is why there's code, like, whatever. What? Yep. Na- names names are, or numbers. Yep. It's the number that was on their Petri dish. Mm-hmm. I also don't think that Android and robot are necessarily similar. They're not. Robot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I They're mean, very much not. Don't, don't touch the robot controls. After EE721 and NK525 leave, you arrange a pile of pillows in a corner and curl up for a nap. But you can't fall asleep. You feel as if you're being we're watched. Trying to sleep on something that's not a bed. <laughs> yeah. You open one eye and peer at the robots. Is it your imagination, or are they really staring at you? <laughs> you decide to take a closer look. As you stand up, you slip on a silky pillow and crash against the wall of controls. <laughs> Strong work. Red mm. lights flash and motors hum. Ear-splitting beeps fill the room. No sooner do you regain your balance than you find all 11 robots advancing toward you. Their hook-like arms are extended like menacing claws. Terminate. There's no place to hide. You'll have to command the robots to stop. You stare in confusion at the controls and quickly begin turning knobs and flicking switches, hoping to discover the right combination. You are just about to type stop in the computer keyboard when a robot claw pierces your shoulder. Despite the incredible pain, you turn to punch and kick the monstrous machines. But you are outnumbered. The androids are twice as big as you, and their strength is beyond that of any human. By the time the two sisters return, you are dead. The end. (laughs) Awesome. Terminate. Terminate. So we could go all the way back to the plane, or we could... Go to Mars, or we could try to return to our own time. We go visit the sister. There's no more choices after that, is it? It's just straight go to the sisters and get killed by robots. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's lame. Mm-hmm. Brother. I guess it's the brother, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean. If we want to stay in the future. And the whole point of this book is to find Jill. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, we Jill's gave up on that. Future. I think Jill went to yeah, the Mars the colony because she wanted to meet this brother. Yeah. I think Jill made it to Bermuda. Mm. and turned off her cell phone because she wanted to be left alone on her fucking vacation. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'll visit your brother, you tell NK525. Oh, God. Are we dead again? 
No, no it's another fucked up name. Yes. Maybe I'll be happier on Mars. The next day, you and NK-525 begin your journey to Mars. It takes only three days to reach the planet, but a whole week to find her brother, JG-816. You immediately like JG-816's easy laugh. He shows you around his camp and talks about the village he and his friends will build. You decide to stay with him. I grew all these potatoes myself. <laughs> In my shit. <laughs> you say goodbye to NK-525. <laughs> During your first few years on Mars, you help JG... <laughs> Bye, Jill. Yep. You forget her immediately. During your first few years on Mars, you help JG-816 establish a village. It doesn't look like any place on Earth, but you name the settlement New Miami after your former home. Your village is so successful that it becomes a model for extraplanetary pioneers. More and more people move to Mars until New Miami is no longer a small settlement, but a bustling city. On your 25th birthday, the citizens of Mars nominate you to be mayor of New Miami. As mayor, you discover you have a real talent for governing. You treat everyone in the city fairly and people respect you. New Miami flourishes under your leadership. You become governor and finally president of the entire planet. Except for occasional vacations on Jupiter, you spend the rest of your life on Mars. On Jupiter? No. <laughs> you never return to Earth, even for a brief visit. But sometimes when you recognize your former planet glowing among the stars in the night sky, you, you think, find... what happened to Jill? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you find yourself wondering what would have happened to you if you stayed in the 20th century. You can't believe you could be any happier than you are now. The end. And fuck Jill. Yeah, fuck Jill. Pretty much, Jesus. <laughs> so we can try and travel back in time from the future, which I don't think will help us accomplish any sort of goal. That was our third choice. Right. Well, I actually, I kind of want to try that because it's... You want, okay. Well, here's the thing. Both the brother and the sister were dead ends immediately. I kind of... I'm curious as to whether or not this will be a dead end immediately as well. Oh, if all of the future if options... If all of the future yeah. options go straight to dead ends. Yeah, I actually want to know about that too now. Okay, so return... Try to return to our own time. Yeah. I don't care what happens. I just want to go home, you tell... You go home. <laughs> you tell NK525... All right, she says. On our computer, she locates what she calls a dimensional passage. To you, it's just the familiar yellow haze. It's floating just south of Bermuda, she tells you. You can fly there in my spare rocket, and I'll donate your plane to our museum. <laughs> yeah, that'll go over real well in the 20th century. Right? No, I'll go in my plane, you insist. I don't feel comfortable driving your rockets, and the last thing I need now is an accident. Smart. You thank NK-525 and say goodbye. You know you'll miss her. No. You've met her for five minutes. <laughs> I hardly know her. It's easy to find the yellow haze. As you fly into it, the plane glows and the control panel goes wild, just as before. You sit back, close your eyes, and give the engine all of the fuel you can. You feel every bit as terrified as you did last time. As soon as you emerge into the new time, you fly back to Miami. The vast building you saw in 2601 is still there but the roof is gutted with holes. You land the plane and try to find someone who can tell you what year it is. There is no one in sight, not even a robot. Went further in the future. I think so. With sickening horror, you fly north to search for signs of life, but you soon run out of gas and are forced to land. 
It is the year 3817, and you are the only human being on Earth. How did we find that out? The end. We found a calendar, obviously. So now you have a plane. You know how to fly it. You can do what we did the last time, where we just go around and Except we have read books. Fuel. And yeah. Because we're out of gas now. So yeah, all three of the future ones were yeah. just ended. So that all stemmed from us hitting the gas. Yep. Yes. We hit the gas. We go into the future. Dead end, dead end, dead end. Mm-hmm. If we're back at that choice, we have turn everything off and yep. plummet or whatever. Or, or sit back and hope nothing. for the best. Kids, sit back and hope for the best. And then before that one was try and save the plane or jump into the area. I'm wondering if like throttling down and kicking off the gas, if that's like traveling back in time type of thing. Maybe. But I don't like forward in time travel. Well, I <laughs> but, but that's why that's why I'm thinking those. So speeding it up probably throttles you into the, the future. future. And stopping it makes you go. Uh-huh. And then doing nothing probably it's like a form of logic. Yeah. <laughs> so what is standing still? I guess just hoping for the best means you stay in the present. Yeah. Possibly. Okay, so let's assume that you're correct. And I don't want to time travel, yeah. so that takes the stopping off of the table. Okay. So we have hope for the best, or we can go back a step from that and and Jump exit out with Andrea. Plane. Yeah. Do either one of those sound better to you? I wouldn't mind trying the stopping just to see if I might be right about it. All right. The, I mean, not not stopping, but like uh, sitting back and hoping for the best just to see okay. if it keeps us in the same timeline. So we're gonna just fingers crossed, hope for the best. Yes. Okay. The plane seems to fly with a mind of its own. You shield your eyes from the glare and concentrate on everything you love best about life. You think about your family. (laughs) That's your strategy in this one. Okay. You think about your family, your friends, and all the fun you've had on the beach. Your life flashes before your eyes. You try to get used to the idea that you may die any minute now. Gradually, you sense that the intense light is growing dimmer. You peer cautiously between your fingers. Sure enough, the plane has stopped glowing, and the yellow haze has disappeared. To your relief, all the controls are functioning normally. You discover you are just a few degrees off course. Without a moment's hesitation, you turn the plane and head home. Bye, Andrea! (laughs) Yeah? (laughs) Then you radio in a report of Andrea's evacuation. You hope she's alright. As soon as you land, you hurry home. You're not sure how to explain what happened. What if people think you're an incompetent pilot? What if they think you made up the whole story? Well, you are a woman, so they might think that. You killed her and dumped her at your plane. Uh Uh-huh. After Andrea is rescued and has returned home, Uh. she phones you. Did you call the Federal Aviation Administration, she asks? No, you reply. I haven't even told my parents. (laughs) We've got to file a report. This is important, she exclaims. Tell your parents right now. Your mother and father are concerned, but you can tell they think you're exaggerating. I'll have the plane checked out by a mechanic, says your father. It sounds like there may have been a short in the electrical system. You know that wasn't the problem. The next day, you and Andrea report your bizarre experience to the FAA. A board clerk listens to your story and then gives you a pile of forms to fill out. And the finger. As far as you know, no one ever investigates the mysterious yellow haze. But for the rest of your life, you remember what happened. The end. Hashtag believe women. (laughs) So yeah, that... I mean that worked. If we can call staying in the current working. So yeah, I think I think the other option is turn everything off. I think that'll throw us back in time. Yellow haze. Oh, my brain. 
We can actually test your theory and see if that goes back in time. Mm -hmm. We can ditch with Andrea, or we could even go back to the beginning yeah, and go, on the, boat. go with, on the boat with Tony. I still wouldn't mind throttling down and seeing... So we're really doubling down, tripling down on yeah. this one. Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. Really investigating this one track. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we are. So if you buy this book, listener, you don't have to do any of this for yourself at all. Yep. <laughs> Go the other route. Go with Tony. Yep. Go with Mansplain he's not, Tony. He's not annoying at all. <laughs> you hope that switching off the power was a good idea. Nope. It's pretty alarming to hear the engine grow silent while you're still in midair. You know that you can coast for a while, but you're not sure how much time you have before the plane will start to descend. The glaring light intensifies for a few seconds and gradually fades. You immediately start up the engine again. As you turn back to Miami, you notice the yellow haze has disappeared. Suddenly, you remember Andrea. Suddenly. Suddenly. Not Jill, though. You quickly radio <laughs> in a report. You quickly... Touché. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You quickly radio in a report of her evacuation, then breathe a sigh of relief. You can't believe you've survived. As soon as you spot the Miami skyline, you know something is wrong. <laughs> but what? It takes a few minutes to realize that one of the newest buildings is missing. You blink and look again. There is no mistake. This is not the same Miami you left earlier today. You were shaking so badly you can barely land the plane. You tell yourself the building has to be there. You simply didn't see it, that's all. Mm -hmm. But then you see something that makes your stomach lurch. The place where your parents always park their plane is already occupied by a plane that is identical to the one you've been flying. Sweet, now you have two planes. <laughs> You're so confused that you just turn off the engine and leave the plane nosed against its twin. You head for home, hoping the walk will calm you. Thank Did heaven- you meet like nobody at this airstrip? No, nope. they're all gone. Thank heaven your house looks pretty much as you'd expect it to look. Still, you open the door nervously, dreading- It's a lot newer than it used to, though. <laughs> yeah, dreading what you might find. Hi, I'm home, you call softly. Who's that? asks a strangely familiar voice. You walk into the kitchen. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Your no. mom starts making out with you. <laughs> oh, no, it's worse. <laughs> there at the table reading a magazine and eating an orange is someone who looks exactly like you two years ago. Fuck yeah, doppelganger. <laughs> oh. You stare at each other with speechless shock. <laughs> we time traveled two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we, and we didn't erase ourselves. You start making out with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Finally, you stare at each other with speechless shock. Finally, the younger you asks, are you a cousin of mine or what? <laughs> <laughs> we're so stupid. You realize you were really stupid two years ago and... You shake your head. I am you. I'm who you'll be in about two years. Oh, this is a fun experiment. Mm -hmm. What? Exclaims your other self. Where did you come from? I'm not sure, but I... Two years in the future. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I think I flew through a time warp and ended up here, you reply. You know it's not going to be easy getting used to living with your younger self, but you tell yourself you're lucky. What would have happened if you travel even further back in time before your family existed? The end. <laughs> I actually didn't mind that time travel as much as some of them because uh, I mean it was it was stupid. It was two a stupid years. Ending, that's ridiculous. Well, it's like yeah, you travel two years into the past or five hundred years into the future. future. Yeah, yeah. Sixteen. Yeah. Very consistent. <laughs> 600, 620. 600 years, yeah. I also, there is a thing with these books 
when you wind up with yourself again that you just somehow move in with yourself yeah like this happened in um uh the the one with the hypno ray or the hypo yeah, ray. yeah yeah uh, yeah hyperspace 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 yeah so yeah that's weird why do we always move in with ourselves and are and they're just okay with it cool i believe you families family's cool with it our other self is cool with it mm-hmm. yeah that's weird <laughs> um i don't hate this book no but no yeah I mean, I bet that could have gone on a wild way had we chose a different route. Yeah, it feels like there's not the only really different route that we had to go was with uh, Tony. Tony or we jump out of, the plane. out of the plane. Oh yeah, we could have bailed out of the plane. There's a bunch of things I think yeah. off that one. Yeah, we're going with it, Tony. Uh, I mean, they're clearly those, we're fighting those, squid, so something has yeah, to happen somewhere. There's, there's a squid on the cover or, that we're fighting with the, with the life raft. So that probably was us jumping out of the plane. Pirates oh, yeah. or alien prison planet? Who knows how we would have gotten to that point? Yeah, you think that would have been in the future thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think, thought. Yeah, yeah, I thought that's for what sure. I thought. I'm like, oh, satellite, alien prison planet. But that's that's why I was shooting so hard for trying to travel into the future, but mm-hmm. uh, that didn't happen. At least not here. Mm-hmm. So maybe on the boat. Yeah, it seems like the back promises more interesting things than we found. The back always does. <laughs> yeah. But we also yeah, make incredibly good. poor decisions. That's, so. Yeah, that's true. That is 100% <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would be an interesting one to keep going back. Mm. Uh, I feel like another soft recommend on this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I kind of liked it. I yeah. don't know if I could recommend it based off of the choices that we made, but the back of the book seems to promise stuff. And the cover, too. It was it, 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 it was it was well written, too. I mean, you know, you can't fault the book for the choices we made, but uh, the, the stuff that we mm-hmm. actually Absolutely read. can fault the book for the choices <laughs> we made. We do that all the time. Fair enough. But the uh, the, the parts that we read, though, I, I, overall, I, I felt like it was pretty well written, and it seemed to make a fair amount of sense for mm-hmm. the most part. Yeah. You know, logically. You accelerate to go into the future. You slow down to go into the past. That's a pretty big, that's a pretty good catch too. Yeah. I didn't catch that at all. So I, I liked it. I'd, I'd give it a check mark. I give it a soft recommend. I think there's probably some interesting stuff in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to find out more about choose your own adventure, go to cyoa.com. And if you want to learn more about us, go to incrediblydaring.com. And if you want to learn more about tentacle hentai porn, go to oh wait. Never mind. <laughs> Don't Google that. <laughs> or Google that. Don't Google that. That's what you're into. No uh, judgments. So for Incredibly Daring, I've been Connie. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jason. I'm Jason.